Well, give it up for these youth. I know that they, we got a group that is very talented in multiple areas, and I know some of them was out of their comfort zones tonight, but they did it anyway, and so I'm very thankful. The other four uh, that I called to come pass out this stuff, you guys can come start doing that right now. So we're going to start with an activity. Uh, these youth are passing around some pens and some paper. If you have a pen, let them know because there may not be enough. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, we do have more also if they, if we run out. So, <clears throat> so as they pass those out and you get your pen and paper, I'll go ahead and tell you what you're doing that way some of you that maybe are more artistic or just maybe just try a little harder at this activity you have more time so on that piece of paper I'm going to give you a few minutes I want you to draw the animal that best describes or represents you maybe it's your personality maybe it's something that you uh, so whatever animal you pick that best represents or describes you and if you've seen the training with Trent no cheating no cheating. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a there's a cheat video. You can't you can't cheat. Thank you. By the way, I'm going to ask some of you to get up and tell me what your animal is and explain why. So no pressure. I'm going to give you about another minute. If the drawing's not completely finished, you don't have to show, show the drawing, but. Yeah, you still got to, yeah, you still got to tell me. 
Okay. I'm trying to decide who I want to pick. Who, who am I most interested in hearing? I wish we could do them all, because this, this can be really fun. David, let's start with you. Kenley, why don't you tell us what you picked? A Pomeranian because they're short and talk a lot. Nettie, what did you pick? I need an explanation. <laughs> Why'd you pick a pig, Brock? You like <laughs> Okay. Johnny, what about you? Curtis, we'll finish with you. Curtis, what animal did you pick that best describes you? <laughs> there you go. Good. Well, good. Again, I told you it'd be fun to do the entire uh, group tonight because you can get some wild answers for sure. Uh, the reason I did this is because last week on Wednesday and Thursday, I was forced to go. Yeah, and I say forced. I use it. Some of these other, the other teachers in the room might get mad here in a second. I was forced to go to professional development which is teacher training that's required every year. And the reason I say that some might get mad, some teachers may think that that is beneficial or help them, but I'm just going to be honest. As a strength coach, I don't use any. I'm using it here. So I guess it was beneficial for me tonight. So never mind. I was, it was a good deal. I learned a lot. And I, uh, but, no, I... It was a fun few days, and one, uh, just kind of, I guess some things never change. Uh, first day, one, I was having a hard time figuring out, like, my principal gives me all this information about it. Like, I already signed you up, all you have to do is show up and be there. Well, I can't find a starting time, nor an ending time, nor an address. And so I'm like, well, I know that I'm signed up. And I just have to show up and be there, but I don't know where to show up or what time to show up. So I got with her. She finds what she thought was the address, and I'm just thankful that all the Wagner group had this address, so I wasn't the only one. Uh, but 
Wednesday morning, we roll up at uh, the Prior Tech, North, Northeast Tech or whatever, there between Prior and Claremore, walk in like we have good sense in what we're doing, and looking around, like there's no sign of anything that looks remotely close to what we're supposed to be at. So walk into an office, and I actually wasn't the one that went in, which is probably for the best. One of our other, he's a coach too, he walks in, and you can just see the conversation's not going good. Like we're all kind of on the outside of the principal's office looking in, like, oh, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Like, so he walks out, we're in the wrong place. There is also a Northeast Tech building in here, in the, like in the industrial park, and that was where we were supposed to be. So the training has already started, and we got about a 15-minute drive across the way to get there. So we walk in, and I walk in, and there's about 25 teachers in this training, and I bet I either went to school or had them as a teacher over half, because there's like 13 Shoto employees there, and when we walk in late, one of them says, well, I know why your crew's late. Look at Mr. Pierce back there. And so I can't even remember. I smarted something off. And from that moment on, the instructors, like I was the troubled child. Any example that they had of a troubled student, it was like, so we have Trenton over here. And he's getting talkative in the back corner. And this is how we do it. So uh, I guess some things never change. But that wouldn't be the only one. So... First day goes good, and then second day we get there, I'm on time, they've got me seated at the front. I, when we started, I was like in the back, and by the first day, about halfway through, I got moved to the front table. So <clears throat> they tried to use the excuse that I was like, I was the closest fit to a science table at, at being a strength and conditioning coach, but I think really they just needed that, they wanted me at the front so they could keep an eye on me. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so the fir- second day we go in. And the first exercise we do is the one that y'all just did. And so they say, hey, we're going to do this exercise. They give us all the sheet of paper to explain. We got five minutes. And the difference was we actually all did have to. We went through 25 teachers explaining uh, exactly what all. Well, <clears throat> our five minutes start, and at a table is like five, five students, or five whatever, I guess five teachers. Uh, and so we're kind of discussing, and uh, everyone's kind of like trying to brainstorm. I don't know. One, one of the ladies even texted like her really close friends. was like, what do you think that I should put? And they said a jaguar because you're really aggressive. And I was like, I don't So whatever. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not, not going to say much more on that. Uh, and so I, one of the ones right beside me was actually another Wagner coach, and we're sitting there kind of whispering back and forth. I was like, is it too prideful to put a lion? Like, like I'm the alpha. Like, I'm, like, and he's like, yeah. Well, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. And so I was sitting there brainstorming, brainstorming. I heard dogs and deer and all kinds of different stuff. And finally, I was like, ding, ding, ding. I was like, I'm going to be a sheep. And I said it about like that to the table. And they were like, what? They just kind of laughed. I said, no, I'm going to be a sheep. And they was like, why? And I was like, well, the Bible says we are. And so, anyway, I didn't really say much to the table because we had, I was trying to speed draw my sheep. I had about a minute. I hurried up and drawed it. And at the time, didn't actually know that we were all going to have to stand up and tell. So when she, the instructor's like, okay, time's up. Here's what we're going to do. We're just going to go around the room. And everyone's going to, 
tell us their animal and explain why you picked your animal. And she's like, do we have a table that wants to volunteer to start first? And I was like, oh, I want to get this over with. So I just jumped up about as fast as I could, and I said, I'm a sheep. And she, again, kind of the whole, the whole, the whole room did about like y'all did, kind of chuckled. And I'm getting a lot of looks, especially from the Wagner, like, this guy's our strength and conditioning coach, and he's saying he's a sheep. Like, uh, yeah, I'm a sheep. And so the instructor says, well, explain. I said, well, the Bible tells me I'm a sheep, and so if the Bible says it, I just choose to believe it. And the other instructor, well, there's two of them. There's one, like, right in front, and then one's over to the side. She said, well, I don't need because you're docile? Or? And I said, no, it's not a compliment. And I said, it's actually because we're dumb, defenseless, and directionless. And then the whole room just kind of... This is one of those things, it's like a teacher that just lost the class. Like it, it, and so she kind of gets everyone comfortable. She said, well, that's the most unique answer I've ever heard. And I said, well, I'm a sheep. I don't. And so it was funny, and it was fun to see. That's why I said it would be fun to go around the whole room. You heard dogs, because they're loyal and like to cuddle. You heard, and one fit really good, because I've known him since we were about that big. He said, I'm a sloth because I'm just laid back, relaxed, don't get too fast, never too high, never too low. Uh, you had a, a bear because uh, pretty gentle, but when you cross their loved ones, they can get mean with you. Uh, you had a lion. One of the coaches put a lion after me and Austin talked about not being able to. And uh, so there was a lot of neat answers. For anything from what they thought was their personality or even back to like there was some Native American stuff that was explained that went way over my head and all kinds of stuff. But it was good, but kind of in my head, I was just thinking about that. Like, no, we're really just a sheep. Uh, And so first, as I was thinking about that, I want to use those points that I told them. We're just dumb, directionless, and defenseless. You think about a sheep... Man, sheep are dumb. And I got proof. This is an article from a newspaper in Turkey. I don't know. I'm not going to try to pronounce the actual city or town or whatever they call them. Uh, But 400 sheep jump off a cliff. It says, The shepherds take break from their sheep to make breakfast. And before you know it, a tragedy set in. One sheep takes a leap off of a cliff, 25 meters, and 400 would end up falling off the cliff and dying. So 400, or I guess 399 followed at least in death, but almost 1,100 total sheep went off the cliff. 400 ended up being dead. I guess there was enough wool at the bottom to save the next (laughs) 600 and some odd sheep. And so... Sheep are dumb. You've got to think that somewhere in there, one sheep looked at another and said, this doesn't look like a good idea. But they just kept doing it anyway. And I guess that's where the, the saying, if your friend jumps off the cliff, will you too? Um, and I guess I just had to say, yeah, because I'm a sheep. I just, they do it, I guess I'll do it. Uh, but they're just dumb. But I'm thankful, and this is what I got to say in the training too, I'm thankful that I got a good shepherd. Uh, because even though I may be dumb, James tells us in chapter 1, verses 5, where to go for wisdom, and it's our good shepherd. That's God. We seek wisdom from above. Uh, We may not know the answers down here, but if we pray and seek God through 
our, our prayer life, through our, our church attendance, through our Bible study. He will give us the wisdom to live each and every day uh, out there because it can be tough. And there's some decisions that are hard to make. And when we try to do it on our own, most of the time, if not all the time, we do it wrong. But we got a good shepherd that even though we're dumb, he guides us and he gives us uh, the wisdom to make decision, uh, decisions that are hard, decisions that are tough. But not only that, even as I read that article, I got to thinking about how our shepherd, those shepherds took a break. And I mean, I can't, you got to, man's got to eat. I guess they just took their eye off him a little too long. But we got a shepherd that he never neglects us. He never takes his eyes off us. Scripture says he's never going to leave us, never going to forsake us. He's always with us, always looking out for us. And so we got a good shepherd. And then Proverbs 14:12, and this is what I'm going to kind of use as our transition, says uh, this right here. Let me flip there right quick. It says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is death. And that just perfect example of that story there was a sheep that thought it would be a good idea to take a bell off of a 25 meter cliff and it ended up in not just one dead sheep but 400 dead sheep and so uh, we may think we're right and we're doing the right things but if it's not in his will and we're not seeking him in it we're just as good as that sheep jumping off that cliff and so uh, sheep are dumb we're dumb but we got a good shepherd number two directionless and I use, and I'm not a rodeo person, but I'm going to use a rodeo example. Uh, so someone may correct me here in a second. But rodeo livestock, there is one that puts a, I guess, with, what do they call them? They tie, put a sheep on a post down at the very end. What do they call it? Sheep on a post. There you go. <laughs> so livestock. You rope your calves, your steers, all the different ones, and usually, uh, especially after they've gone through it a few times, they know, hey, when I'm done, I'm going down. There's usually a gate at the end, and they go and find it. But a sheep, they got to have that sheep down there on the post because you will chase them all over the arena trying to get them where they're supposed to go. But they stick that sheep down there, they do it, and then they run to the other sheep. That's uh, because they are directionless. They're never going to get it. They, they just don't. Uh, they don't get the idea of it, and that's how we are. We think we know what way we're supposed to go. We think we have it all right. We got this five-year plan, ten-year plan. I'm headed in the right direction. Uh, but if we ain't seeking God in it and we don't know that it's His will, then that's just directionless, uh, purposeless life. And that's what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Jeremiah 29, 11, right? I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, to give you hope in the future. Uh, he's got the direction. We need to seek Him for it. How lost would I be without a shepherd who leads me, right? Psalm 23, very familiar. Leads me to the good pastures, leads me to the good waters uh, in this life. And so we got to seek Him for that guidance, for that direction, whether it be as a church, our leadership, whether it be as an individual, uh, in our lives, our careers, our ministry, we need to seek Him for that guidance, for that direction. And then, defenseless. So, there's kind of three defense mechanisms for, or, or there's three, three defense mechanisms for defense. One, fight. Two, flight. Three, posture, or like 
Well, I'll kind of explain it as we go. So, fight. I don't see a sheep as much of a fighter. I don't know about you, but not much of a fighter. Your fighters are more like your lions, tigers, bears. You can see them kind of going at it. Dogs. Dogs uh, can be aggressive and kind of your fighters, um, but not a sheep. We're, we're not fighters. They're not fighters. And so that one doesn't, that one doesn't fit. Flight. That would be like, okay, if your lions and stuff are kind of your, your uh, fighters or the ones that be called predators, so flight, maybe like deer, gazelles, right, because they're fast. They ain't going to stand and fight with a lion or a tiger or whatever's after them, but they can take off running, and they're agile, they're fast, and they can get away, but that's definitely not a sheep. I looked it up because in my mind, I'm like, I think I can outrun a sheep, and I don't know if I can, but I think I can come close. A top speed of a sheep is 25 miles an hour. I might not can stay there long, but I might could get there for a second. Yeah. Uh, but I know there's a humans out there that can. There's humans out there that exceed 25 miles an hour, I'm pretty sure. I think Usain Bolt was somewhere around 26 when he uh, broke the 100 meter. Uh, so I probably can't get there. But I'm not chasing the sheep, so... Uh, but they're not, they're not flight. They're not taking flight, right? They're not running from anything that's after. Most things that want to get a hold of a sheep, predator-wise, are going to be able to get a hold of a sheep. And so they're not really those that take flight and run. And this one's the one that's funny to me. Posture. So I think when I first thought of this, I thought of like a pit bull. Like, they kind of, man, they got the big solid front, and they show their teeth, right? Dogs usually show their teeth when they're uh, trying to, like, get you to go off. You got, like, skunks. I know this may not be an intimidating posture, but it's more like they hike their tail. You know, I got to get out of here. Because if they spray me, it's not going to be good. And then you got some of them, it's noise. Uh, Some of them, it's more their posture. You got porcupines when their little quills start to unfold or whatever, roll up. Um, and so some of them, they just use their posture to kind of get snakes even, kind of get in their little striking position. But a sheep, I was just thinking about this, like the herd's out, lion's coming. Hey. You ready? <laughs> bah! <laughs> like... <laughs> Flex your wool and give them a good, uh, like that's not much of a posture. I don't think anyone's going to be scared of that. And so, uh, not much going on in the way of being able to stand a defense and fight or run or uh, intimidate by the way they stand or, or make their noise, but... Thank goodness we got a good shepherd. And this is good. I told David I was going to spoil. David, we got the in the pit after Dad did the sermon over it. And I read it, and then David got the sequel to it, and he gave it to me, and I got to read it first, and now I'm going to use it in a sermon here. I was reading, so I'd kind of done decided what I was going to do tonight. And last, or not to, yeah, I'd done decided on around Monday, I think, I got, okay, this is what I'll do with them. And last night I read this, and this just, it, it fits so good right here in the, we're defenseless, but thank goodness we have a good shepherd. It says, Bonnie Martin is a licensed professional counselor with expertise 
in complex trauma. Her job is to help victims of violence, exploitation, and human trafficking get out of nightmare they find themselves in. Bonnie is also a former English teacher and the one who edited the first draft of In the Pit with the Lion on a snowy day 10 years ago. I just wanted to kind of read that to give you an idea of what kind of she's coming from. One of the defining moments in her life occurred during a very difficult season in her life. In the height of her ministry career, her marriage was failing. Despair was closing in on her like a dense fog. Bonnie went on a mission trip to South Africa with her father just to try to escape her painful situation for a little while. On the last day there, they went on a safari and came within two feet of a lion. Separated from it by a chain-link fence, Bonnie playfully said, Hey, kitty, kitty. That's when the lion lunged at the fence and let out a roar that she says still makes her shudder a decade later. My nerves caught fire, said Bonnie. It felt like death by electrocution. Bonnie learned from her guide that a lion's roar meant to communicate dominance, posture, right? To assert its authority in a territory, and the only thing that will silence a lion's roar is the roar of a more powerful lion. That's when Bonnie heard the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. Bonnie, Satan walks about like a roaring lion looking to devour. But you see that fence? That fence is the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb. Satan may roar at you, but he cannot touch you. He's in that cage. You're not in that cage. You're the one that's free. But you have been living your life like you're the one in the cage, and he's the one that's free. And man, that was good. That just that when I read that last night, I just said, "Oh wow, that fits perfect." But then I got to thinking because we were talking about posture, and you read right there the only thing that can make the lions roar, like. The only thing that will make him move on from his territory is another lion's roar. Well, Jesus ain't just known as the lamb. He's also the lion of the tribe of Judah. And so I just got to thinking, man, the devil's attacking. And yeah, that fence may be there, but sometimes it feels like he's inside the fence with me. And you know what I can tell the devil? Hey, that, that lion's roar, man, it's loud. But look who's on my team. And I can just... Feel it, the spirit, the lion of the tribe of Judah, just with a loud, and the devil goes to backing up. This ain't my territory. That's what it is, being under the good shepherd. It's like being with the the dominant lion of the territory. Man, it's so good. That just got me excited. I read that, as I was reading this this morning, that's what stood out to me. I just was reading it again, trying to like kind of, detail how I'd put it in there and I was like no I I like the idea that yeah the blood of the lamb that's the fence that keeps him from being able to touch me but I like even more that the lion of the tribe of Judah signifies my power my authority uh, in Jesus to be the overcomer the victor uh, the more than a conqueror over the devil and the demons of hell and so we have a good shepherd we may be dumb we may be directionless and we may be defenseless but we have a good shepherd that he gives wisdom like only he can give wisdom he gives direction like only he gives direction and it may not ever make sense to us we may not understand it but i promise you he gives the best wisdom he gives the best direction and ain't it good that he gives us defense we are under uh the lion of the tribe of judah and he has a roar that will send the devil running and so i'm thankful to have a good shepherd 
when I know that I'm just a dumb, directionless, defenseless sheep. And so the rest of the training goes on. And that was what was going through my head as that. And I, I knew that I would make a training with Trent with it. Like, I was like, oh, that'll just... So as soon as I left the training, uh, the teacher training, I knew that I was going home to work out. And that's usually when I try to do one. And so I was thinking about it because I went first. And they was kind of going around the room. And in my head, dumb me, right? I'm a sheep. As everyone went, I was like, no, you're a sheep. No, you're a sheep. No, you're a sheep. No, you're a sheep. In my head, I didn't actually say it out loud. And uh, so we leave out of there, and I'm headed home, and I'm working out, and I'm kind of like I'm warming up, knowing that I'm going to do this, and it was like a thump on the forehead. They're not all sheep. They're not all sheep. And I just began, because I said, I said, I know probably over half that was in that room, and I just began to think back who's in that room and I, it's between them and God but you you know a tree by its fruit and I just begin to think well they may not be a sheep they may be a goat they may not be a sheep they may be a goat yeah they're they're a sheep they're a sheep mm, probably a goat and where that comes from and our our uh, band can come up and do the song of invitation whatever y'all got, because I'm just closing it down. That comes from Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 through 46. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll just kind of paraphrase. And this is why I said if you've seen the training with Trent, you can't, you can't cheat. Uh, that says that <clears throat> the Lord's going to come back one day. And when he comes, it's going to be like the shepherd who separates the sheep from the goats. And when he comes back, he's going to put the sheep over here on the right. He's going to put the goats over here on the left. And that scripture goes on through there and explains the significance of being a sheep and on the right and being a goat and on the left. And that significance is these sheep over here, that's the Christian. That's the saved. That's the one who's put their trust and faith in Jesus. And they've been living for him since then, right? And then what are they going to inherit? That's the kingdom of God. He says they're going to inherit the kingdom of God. They're going to get to go to heaven, spend eternity there, right? They're going to be then into the eternal blessings of God. And then you have these over here on the left. That's them goats. And that signifies the lost, the ones that rejected Jesus, the ones that don't know Jesus, the ones that didn't put their faith and trust in Him, the ones that didn't serve Him. And... They're not going to get the kingdom of God. They're not going to get the blessings. In fact, they're going to get the the opposite. They're going to get punishment. And here's what I like about this scripture. And this is where I'll close. It says... In verse 41 of Matthew chapter 25... Then he will also say to those on the left, Depart from me, you cursed, into an everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Something that stood out to me when I read that. He didn't say it was prepared for them. That means you have an option, and I'm about to give you one. You can move from the goat to the sheep. You can come over here to the sheep, the flocks, if you don't know Jesus tonight. Because that eternal fire, that hell, it wasn't prepared for you. God sent Jesus for every single one of us. All you got to do is accept the gift. Believe in Jesus, 
and what he did on the cross. And so that's my prayer tonight. If you're lost and need Jesus, you're just a goat, come join the sheep. For the Christian, maybe just come up here and thank Jesus that in your dumb, directionless, defenseless state, you just have a good shepherd that leads, guides, directs, and takes care of you. The invitation's open. Come on forward. Father, I come to you. Just thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Father, I just thank you uh, that we have the good shepherd, the great shepherd. I just pray that you would uh, have us respond in a way that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen.